Hey guys, it's Kiki and I am here to count down five of my most favorite black characters on television. In honor of Black History Month, of course, you know, we still working through it. We're not going to put February in rice and, you know, try again. So stay tuned. All right, so I know I wanted to do a special solo session for Black History Month. I had a lot of ideas planned out, but I was like, what do I know best? And that's TV. Uh, what do I know best about TV? Characters. So I wanted to just talk about a few of my favorite African-American television characters, okay? We gonna range from cartoons to comedies to dramas. You know, we gonna be all over the place, so... Uh, hang out with me, listen, kick back and relax. This is going to be a brief little episode. Nothing too deep. Just trying to bring some humor and, you know, positivity to Black History Month. Because when I tell y'all January was a big old mess, especially the end of it, February just has felt to me non-monumental. You know, we didn't come in with the usual horns and, you know, confetti like we usually do every February. So why not do something lighthearted and funny so at number five i have the character of moesha played by brandy norwood growing up for me brandy was everywhere you know you had her music her television show moesha that i loved her dolls her movies like the braids the iconic braids like one day we're really going to get into why brandy is an african-american icon one of many but you know it was fun to see um a black girl with black friends all black friends with this black ass family on tv and um moesha the show was just always there for me like i don't remember like a season one or season i just remember the show always being on especially in my house when upn was a black as fuck network like screw all this wb and cw shit like upn come on undefeated um now watching re-watching Moesha as an adult I, I did have to come to realize that Moesha is just annoying as fuck and that is usually the case with female protagonists in any show like you grow to love the character but then you also hate the character after a while and like I said teenager to adult I hated the character of Moesha I thought she was judgmental I thought she complained a lot I just thought Moesha was a terrible person. But, you know, growing up and seeing Brandy as Moesha, I loved it. I loved what I connected the most about Moesha was that Moesha kept a journal just like I did. Like, oh, there's another black girl that keeps a journal about her feelings. Um, they kind of stopped the journal aspect like in later seasons of Moesha. But um, I love the fact that she was kind of like this creative. And I love the fact the running gag was that Mo couldn't sing because, you know, Brandy was this recording artist superstar, but they did not pin that on Moesha. So um, I liked Moesha. I liked that she didn't have the conventional conventional family. Like her dad was widowed. She had a stepmother that she didn't get along with. She had the annoying little brother. You know, she had the ratchet best friend. She was kind of the prude. Another thing I connected on Moesha was that she was completely boy crazy. Like Moesha had a lot of whole energy for her to be a virgin. Like between Q, her trying to fuck Usher, Mo was always just on the hunt (laughs) for dicks. (laughs) 
but I like that about her. She seemed genuine and realistic and she seemed like a girl I could find down the street in my neighborhood. So I loved Moesha despite how annoying she could fucking be. All right. And number four, I have Whitley Gilbert again, much like Moesha, a character that I always grew up seeing on TV. I'll be honest with you guys. I was not a huge Cosby show fan. Like it would always be on in the house and my brother would always watch it. But I was like, there's nothing. I thought the show was boring. Like there was never anything exciting going on. Like, um, you know, despite all the drama with Bill Cosby, I, I just didn't like the show. It was just, it was too cookie cutter. And I guess what a lot of people are saying, a lot of African American people are saying as you rewatch the Cosby show, it wasn't realistic. Two parents who are extremely wealthy. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could say we weren't seeing a lot of that representation back in the time where when it aired, like in the 80s, like now if we watch a movie or a TV with black characters, we expect them to be people who are financially living well. But back then I was just like, okay, well, what Cliff is a doctor. Claire was Claire a lawyer. She was an attorney, right? And um, they had all these light skinned kids with the exception of Theo and Vanessa, like these light, bright kids. And then Felicia Rashad and Bill Cosby were like brown skin. So I, I just I was just like, all right. But the one thing we got out of all of that mess was the spinoff of A Different World. Um, Denise was the main character. Denise, much like Moesha, much like Zoe on Grownish right now, was annoying as hell. Um, and then we got to meet Whitney. And one reason why I liked Whitney played by Jasmine Guy was that we got to see great character development when you first meet Whitley she's just stuck up bougie rich girl and um you know throughout the seasons she falls in love with Dwayne and he kind of changes her way of thinking and changes her attitude and not just Dwayne to her character development like her friends like I love Kimberly Reese I love Freddie um even Jada Pinkett Smith's character towards the end of the show. And we see Whitley kind of mold into, you know, poor little rich girl to strong, independent woman. Like, I love Whitley when her and Dwayne broke up because he went on that damn dinner date with Debbie Morgan, cheating ass nigga. And she was just like, bruh, I'm, I'm going to do my own thing. I still maintain that she should have married Byron. But if she didn't marry Byron, we wouldn't have had that amazing baby, baby, please wedding so um i love the character of whitley just style for days and the character was fucking funny as fuck like i love 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 her comedic moments and i love jasmine guy so whitley gilbert is gonna be my number four okay number three is someone i had to plug in there recently like i had to move some shit around because technically even though this is a recent television character within the last five years it's had an impact on me because of the amazing actress and that character would be Annalise Keating from How to Get Away with Murder um, played by Viola Davis first of all Viola Davis to God I think we should sign a petition to legally change her name to Viola Davis to God when um no, I was about to say scandal when how to get away with murder first aired there was all this excitement and all this anticipation because we knew um it was going to be a good old murder special and we didn't even know what to expect with the format of the show and um we got introduced to this formidable character that was Annalise Keating a black criminal defense attorney I believe who was married to this white man who was doing all this 
you know, disgusting shit. But I think the crux of the character of Annalise Keating is that she is not a good person in that these terrible things keep happening to her, but she carves a way out to make the world out for herself and she's selfish. I'll just always remember that first episode. I remember watching the pilot and I was like, okay, what is what is going to be the tone of this show? And we see Annalise at home with her white husband and then, oh, no, no, no. We see her, you know, hunching up on Nate and then she goes home to her white husband. We're like, hold up, sis is married to a white man? <laughs> and then her fascination with Wes. I always just got this weird feeling between her and Wes and then as the show goes on like I think season two and season three were the best seasons of how to get away with murder where we learn more about Annalise's history and her relationship with her father and her mother played by Cicely Tyson and uh, one of my favorite episodes is when they detail how Annalise lost her baby and um, how she you know she gave birth to the stillborn baby and she had to the nurse asked if she wanted to take a picture and just every time Viola Davis is on the screen she just does an amazing job and that's what I like about a lot of these characters that I chose is that you feel something for them whether they are a protagonist or a villain and um I just love Annalise Keating she is there would be no how to get away with murder without Viola Davis like just the strength of her character alone and her ability to make you hate Annalise and love her at the same time. And even though on paper and in real life, Annalise sounds terrible, like someone you would not want to meet in a dark alley, someone you could not trust, someone that you could not love in spite of yourself, you feel for her. You feel for the fact that she tried to do everything she could to keep these ungrateful ass kids, her students out of jail. You feel for the fact that she was grieving Sam, even though he was terrible. And you just feel for her altogether, how she tries to fix everything while covering her own ass. And she don't give a fuck who gets ran over or who gets shot in the head or who gets buried alive or who she gives the orders for Sam to kill. Not Sam. Who's the dude who be wearing them Steve Harvey suits? Frank. Ugh, Frank. Remember when he used to be fine, y'all? But, um... I just think she's a boss and I think there are a million Annalise Keating minus the murders out there in real life and I salute those women. Okay, so coming in at number two, I'm going to bring in that cartoon aspect and it's from Rugrats. Guess who it is? It's Susie motherfucking Carmichael. Okay, Susie did not come to play with you whole. She rolled in on her big wheeler and had her foot on Angelica Pickle's neck for the next 10 to 20 motherfucking years. She was done, okay? She was done with the bullshit. The minute she saw Angelica picking on her little cousin and his friend, she was like, oh no, bitch. I'm gonna let you know right now. I'm gonna whoop that ass. <laughs> Susie and Angelica used to go back at it like back and forth and as a child it was refreshing to see Angelica as this big ass bully get taken down like Angelica was just picking on people for no reason and gaslighting and all this oh Angelica was so motherfucking fake the only thing I liked about Angelica was that damn doll what was the name of that Cynthia with the three patches of hair bitch I'm surprised her mom and her daddy didn't have three patches on her on their heads from what she used to put them through but Susie was just cool as fuck to me as a little kid like 
you know, just as rambunctious as the other white little babies. But, you know, she, she stayed in her lane, okay? She made sure her mom and daddy never had to come through and whoop that ass. And she had, you know, older brothers and sisters who I would have loved to see more of. Um, I mean, I guess we did get to see more of her family in the Kwanzaa episodes. And I guess Rugrats all grown up, which we don't really talk about because we like to pretend that era of Rugrats does not exist. But Susie was a real one, okay? Before Junie B. Jones... We had Susie motherfucking Carmichael. In fact, I'd be willing to bet the lady who created Junie B. Jones might have been a little bit inspired by Susie Carmichael. We need to check on that and so we can get some coins to Cree Summer. And motherfucking Cree Summer, I think I should do the number two position as a tie between Susie and Cree Summer because god damn, how many voices has she done for children's programming? Not to mention her role on A Different World as Freddie, you know, the hippie kind of laid back, you know, free love spirit. We are going to discredit anything that Freddie did in the last season because, you know, fucking Ron and doing all that shit was unforgivable. (laughs) Y'all, I just I'm going to do I have to do an episode about last seasons of shows. Maybe Ashley can do it with me and why they suck so bad. But anyway, (laughs) shout out to Susie Carmichael. Shout out to Cree Summer, who does not get enough. Like, we applaud her, but like, really, she needs like a Lifetime Achievement Award for all the work she has done in voice acting. Period. All right. So my number one position comes from one of my favorite shows. Um, Maybe even favorite character, depending on if you want to ask David Schwimmer. And that is... Maxine Shaw, attorney at law, (laughs) portrayed by Erica Alexander. Um, Living Single is one of my favorite shows of all time. If you have Hulu, stream it, stream it all the time. Like, I think two weeks ago, I was streaming Living Single, like, every day for a week. Um, What can I say about Max? Max just... Growing up, I wanted to be Regine because regime was fashionable and she had the wigs and she had the men who never really stayed um growing up i did want to be a little bit of queen latifah's character you know she was a journalist i was a journalism major she kept it real she kept it authentic but she allowed herself to be silly um never really saw it for sinclair i'm going to be completely honest sinclair was just a waste of space to me like i i just any episode that had to do with sinclair especially when I was younger, I did not appreciate, nor did I ask for. I'd be like, oh, I'm not watching this episode. She was just too goofy for me. But now as an adult, I can appreciate that goofy friend who tries to make everything better. But even as a kid and even as an adult watching this show, I still identify with Max all the way, like 100% for sure. Like Max was just, Max is the homegirl you want in your corner. Like she's funny. She knows how to get the job done. She has a huge sexual appetite. Um, She's a feminist. (laughs) She did not play when it came to Kyle. Um, And she was able to own up when, you know, she was incorrect in some cases. And I like that she always consulted Khadijah if she felt like she was tripping. Um, And I like that relationship between her and Khadijah more than I like her relationship with Kyle. Like, Max was able to be vulnerable especially when she went through that period of losing her job and not having shit to do and, you know, going from working for this black firm to 
getting fired and then becoming a public defender and then running for um, alderwoman. Like, I just loved Max. And Max had her own place. You know, she didn't need two other roommates, even though her and Khadija were college friends and they lived together with Regine for a little bit. I love that even though Max wasn't living with them, she was still an important character. And she was my favorite character. Um, I just love Max so much. Like, if they would just do a spinoff with just Max right now, I would watch the fuck out of that shit and have, like, Khadija and them come through occasionally. But I just love Max, y'all. I love her. And Max had some pretty fine boyfriends, too. Um, The one guy... I was watching that episode like last week when he was a virgin and he didn't tell her <laughs> and he wanted her to um, de-virginize him. <laughs> and Max is like, all right, what the hell? Because he was fine as fuck. Not Terrence Howard. I don't want y'all to get confused. This was like season four. Um, I forgot his name. Max and Kyle as a whole, I love their love story. I like how they went from, you know, hating on each other to lovers, even though I still to this day think that Kyle was corny but they were perfectly matched for one another on the show but yeah I I love Max and I love Erica Alexander and I wish she would get into more acting I know she was on the last season of um Black Lightning I did not watch her role but I want to see her like more on TV in fact since this is how to get away with murders last season I wish she could come through and do a cameo or something like that or she could have played Viola Davis's or Annalise's um, like sister or something like that. That would have been cool as fuck. But um, you guys, that is all I had. Let me go just back through the list just in case. At five, I had Moesha. Four, I had Whitley Gilbert. I know I probably said her name is Whitney. Three, I had Annalise Keating. Two, I had Susie motherfucking Carmichael. Okay. The M is for motherfucker. And at the number one spot, I had Maxine Shaw. I just hope that as, you know, the age of TV gets, you know, broader with more diversity, that there are black female characters that little girls or, you know, teenagers can look up to. If I had to think about someone from today, um, I, I don't really, I mean, as far as superhero movies and shows, I guess we're getting more diversity when it comes to that. Um, Birds of Prey just came out and I know... I was about to say Jesse. Journey Smallier was in there. Rita Perez was in there. Um, who is the girl? Tessa Thompson. I know she was in not Daredevil. What's what's Ryan? What's his little name? His little movie. Whatever. She was in that. And I think she's in Thor as well. Um, and I think she's going to actually have a spinoff with Disney or some type of movie. I don't really see a lot of black protagonist in tv i mean we have insecure which is just amazing with all the black characters they have on there like if i could have really expanded this list for as short as i wanted this episode to be i would have put molly on there maybe even isa and like i just said my number one was maxine shaw maxine is 100 percent inspires molly's character on the insecure so i think that's cool as fuck but i feel like we need more shows you know even on disney i don't really see a lot of people of color on disney um sky jackson she was on disney we have zendaya we have marseille martin we have um the annoying little girl from Gronish that i mentioned who played yara shahari or yara shahidi 
she's annoying to me y'all we still have tracy ellis ross um i'm really honorable mention i would put tony childs on there because i identified a lot with tony childs but as far as today like 2019 going on i don't see a lot of black female characters so hopefully that begins to change especially on our streaming networks so you know i hope that changes with black history in general but thank you guys so much for listening as always you guys can follow me at k-d-a-s-h-d-i-o-r the podcast instagram tag is o-t-r-p-o-d y'all know where to follow ashley and where to follow her business the perfect mix llc and i will hear from you guys next time bye